Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Holy cow. So this is a trifecta of updates, I suppose, from the final uh, installation. Um, Well, I think it's still deconstruction uh, and probably the miserable day where everything kept going wrong all the way up to when everything finally went right and I was able to put sparrow back together again and uh now it's it's uh, a balmy november 1st out there it's about 45 degrees we had the big uh cool down went from 84 one day to like 54 the next day so a little chilly a little adjustment it's actually kind of been welcome though um i've been sort of ducking and dodging fall in a way and uh I don't know. I kind of enjoy fall. I like the cool weather. I like wearing sweaters and and jeans. <laughs> it kind of feels nice, but uh, yeah, I gonna got the the last little thing I have to do is basically clean up down below on Sparrow. That's my job today, and uh, pack everything up because I am headed back north and uh, going to uh, uh, going up to the Cape for my last presentation and then I gotta zip on back as quick as possible to Michigan, take care of a few things, get a, a big time adjustment on my back and uh, and then I head right back out and picked up some yacht deliveries so I'm gonna be hitting the open ocean which will be fun. I'm looking forward to doing that on a it's been a long time since I sailed on a different boat than old Sparrow so it'll be interesting to see what uh, eight nine knots of boat speed feels like under the old keel that'll be pretty cool and hopefully uh do some podcasts things like that when i'm out at sea that'll be kind of nice so uh yeah definitely looking forward to it and it's nice to you know doing like relying completely on speaking engagements and stuff which are a little few and far between um is definitely difficult and being able to throw in some yacht deliveries and stuff like that definitely helps big time uh, with the bottom line and everything. I had to throw more money into Sparrow than I thought, bring on another thousand sort of thing. Um, so it definitely uh, definitely helps and all support helps for sure. Uh, big shout out to some people who have uh, taken it upon themselves to uh, donate towards the cause so to speak so i really appreciate those you know who you are and uh, yeah other than that we're we're just gonna get underway so this is uh just a few of the updates uh and then then hopefully fingers crossed we're gonna be able to get up there and swing through annapolis for for some uh some more podcast guests but uh yeah, before I start the show, like I always say, if you want to support this podcast and help, uh, you can feel free to follow the link uh, to Patreon and become part of the family that has been huge, huge supporters. Uh, also, at the very bottom, I'm going to put a link for one-time donations for you know through PayPal and Venmo stuff like that. Uh, hopefully, those links work. <coughs> Excuse me, and get that 
taken care of because I know not everybody wants to sign up for some sort of subscription and all that sort of stuff. So I'll do that as well. And then, uh, yeah, obviously we got the merch line, the, the book out there. I'll put the link in the description for those. And if you just want to reach out to the show, and there there have been a few people who have, go to sailingintooblivion.com and uh, click on the podcast link and then contact the show. Those go directly to me. I got a couple of emails of people wondering about like speaking dates and where I was going to be. Unfortunately, this this tour has primarily just been private events, um, you know, yacht clubs, things like that. And so those I don't put out the dates or anything like that. I just try and try and let people know where I am in the area in case they might have a venue or a club or a library or something like that that uh, that can be open to the public and they either sell tickets or you know just uh figure out funding for it and all that sort of stuff because you know if i'm going to travel to a place i obviously have to cover those expenses and all that sort of stuff but um yeah so i don't know if anybody hears of anything i'm going to probably try and put together some more speaking stuff i know i have one more now down in florida in december so i don't know Maybe try and uh, put something together for this winter down down in our southern state. Uh, that'd be kind of cool if they were all linked together down there. But we'll have to sort of see how things go. Uh, right now, I'm just looking forward to kind of getting off the road for a little bit. It'll only be a week, but hey, you know what? I will take it, a little rest, relaxation, and then back to the open ocean. So without further ado, here are my updates from this last week on Sparrow. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you all for the support, and uh, I'm glad you all are enjoying the show. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Holy smokes. I got fiberglass dust all over me. I got flies crawling all over the boat. I got... Oh, what a horror story the last two days have been. Glassing this deck has just been a nightmare. So before we get into the show, there are some highlights. It's not all just down, down, down. But it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge for sure. So end of the day recap. Let's let's, uh, get into it. (laughs) Man, my voice sounds nasally. I don't know what it is. Oh, I know what it is. It's all the dust that I've been inhaling. Yeah. It's fantastic. So yesterday i get everything prepped i get all this glass cut i get everything sorted out and then it was just like a debacle you ever have those days that just like everything goes wrong or has to take a bunch of steps to get you know something done that just you know it's like oh everything you do just keeps messing up something screwy this that and the other thing and boy i've had a couple of those days now um it's just been uh screw up after screw up uh good news is though i do finally have the deck glassed and tomorrow i'll be able to grind that spread a little more of that lovely lovely dust all over everything yet again uh i mean there's no point in even showering at this point the my bed has glass in it. I've got glass on my shirt. Everything. I'm. Uh, I am. I'm gonna be so glad to get this thing sanded, fared out tomorrow. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping tomorrow, end of the day, I'll do my final uh, session with uh, fairing everything out. Final session of sanding, and then, and then be done with it. Be able to start laying paint. Oh, the idea of just painting sounds 
pretty much amazing. Oh, I can't even I can't even fathom just just having to paint. But in any event, uh, yesterday, so I go, I get all this glass cut. It's all measured out because it's kind of an odd shape. The cockpit, you know, it's kind of like a horseshoe or almost like a a Wu Tang sort of uh, looking shape, um, like fangs or something like that. And so I got to cut out all these different different glass. And at first, I wanted to use uh, this woven stuff, I think uh, that's what it's called, essentially, because that's what I had on the boat. I didn't want to use it. I wanted to use chop strand um, or, I don't know, glass mat or something. I, you know, I don't know any of the terms, man. I got to talk to Pete Beal again. He's the master of all this. But in any event, uh, I wanted to use what I had used previously on the boat. God, these flies are everywhere. They're all over my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get rid of them. Oh man, they're so bad. Um, but I didn't have enough of that, so I went with what I had, and that was just that really thin cloth. So I cut all that stuff out, and I mixed up. I had, you know, I'm trying to trying to essentially spare any expense that I can at this point, and I had this gallon of, you know generic sort of uh fiberglass resin and all that sort of stuff and i was like you know what i'm just gonna use that because all this is it's really not strengthening anything it's just uh adding an extra layer of fiberglass on top of the deck because i ground all that that gel coat off and you know it's hard to do that evenly it's what i did with the rest of the deck so i wanted to do it uh complete with the cockpit long story short i get all this stuff cut it's super flimsy it's it's not the easiest thing to work with um and I go and I mix up a whole heaping thing of this this resin. And it's the one where it has that little clear tube. And, you know, trying to mix it up just right, all that sort of stuff. I don't want it to kick too fast, but I need it to kick, you know, all that sort of stuff. I was doing this sort of later in the day. And I thought, eh, you know, I got to err on the side of caution. The dew point's going to get hit at some point. Let's, you know, and I thought I had it calculated out pretty good. I'm just using one of those mixing bowls and I mix it up. And uh, I, I go and I, I slap a bunch of resin down right on the bare glass. Uh, and then I, I put the glass on top of it. I go to grab the other, grab the, the brush again. And boom, it's already hardening. I, I way overdid it. I miscalculated huge. And it's like this huge glob. It's easily a quart of, of stuff. And oh my God, it, it just all of a sudden starts steaming. <laughs> I'm just like, oh no. Ah, and I just put the glass down on top. Luckily I didn't get any splash on top. So I was able to rip that off. Um, and essentially it was just like, oh man, you know what? Okay. I do have some 50 or West systems. Let me go ahead and mix up uh, you know, forget that. Forget I even did that. I'm just gonna pack that away. Let's let's uh, let's go ahead and let's do 50 or West systems. And man, my brain just doesn't work. I've been inhaling all these fumes. Ugh, I wear the mask and stuff, but uh, not all the time. Um, for some of it, luckily it's all outdoors, so I can't even really smell it. But I go and I mix up a thing of West systems. And obviously that one's pretty bulletproof as far as, you know, it's, it's hard to screw that one up because it's one-to-one -one pumps and uh, mix up a whole thing of that and uh, get ready to, to lay, lay down some of this, this cloth and everything. And I set it down after I mix it. And again, it's like a whole nother quart. 
set it in the bowl. And then I, I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, I need a new brush. So I turn, and I've got all this mat, like, laid out and everything. I turn, but obviously I've got some glass on my shorts or something like that, or some resin on my shorts from the debacle before. And when I go and go to get up, all I hear is thump. And I look down and, dude, oh, the entire thing has just spilled into the footwell of my cockpit. Um, luckily, it fell right in the middle, not down the sides, uh, into the scuppers or anything like that. And it wasn't mixed. Um, but it was a huge mess, huge mess all over this, this wood. I have like these, you know, one-inch wood planking uh where the footwell is and all that sort of stuff and i'm just sitting there with like paper towels trying to clean it it's trying to prevent it from running into the scuppers and then down the side of the boat all this stuff oh my gosh what paint and i'm just thinking wow i just wasted you know like 30 dollars worth of west systems and i don't have any more of that at this point and um sitting there cleaning and cleaning i'm just thinking to myself god i'm such an idiot what uh, why I've, I've screwed up that one now I went to this one and now I've just drenched this whole thing and I'm just you know I'm eating away through these supplies that I have and I'm just thinking to myself man just stop like just just let's clean this up let's forget this ever happened we're gonna we're gonna start fresh in the morning there's a um, West Marine that's like I don't know 30 miles away so the plan is tomorrow or today go zip over there early in the morning be there when it opens, get some more West system, full gallon, all that sort of stuff, and get the actual proper glass that I wanted. So I was kind of like positive. I was like, yeah, okay, well, we're going to actually do this right. We're not going to mess around. We're not going to be using the stuff that I don't really want to use, all that sort of stuff. I, you know, you try and like push through that negative everything um, and and just start start you know just just get past it and move on don't let it drag you down don't let it drag you down it's so easy for that stuff to just grip a hold of you and then everything is negative from that point forward um and that just makes it miserable because remember i mean i i still keep that mantra in my head of like well hey at least that's all you're having to do is work on the boat you know this is your it's it's hard work sort of stuff but at least you don't have to work eight hours in a factory and then come do this stuff on your boat. So, uh, try and keep that in my head. Ugh, I got glass. I got fiberglass like in my mouth. Oh God, it's everywhere. Um, so I go pick up some stuff, blow about 250 bucks on all the stuff that I need. I get the glass. It's this huge package. I'm like, Oh, we definitely got enough. Well, I get back to the boat. I start cutting it up. Nope. Don't have enough. Don't have enough of the glass. So now I got to mix different types of of glass uh, material to try and cover and and cover the whole area that I've ground down and uh, so I doubled up on the other stuff which is thin and the rest of it is uh, is just uh, is the chop strand or whatever you want to call it and essentially I get that all cut out it's starting to heat up um, I mix up my first batch and obviously I counted wrong. I couldn't believe I did this because I mixed up a pretty big one because that, that chop strand stuff is pretty, it's, it's hard to work it in. You got to use a lot of resin. It's thick, you know, compared to the, the stuff that's like a woven mat. It's, it's pretty, you know, you need a lot. And 
I mix up the first one and I start, I, I lay down the first little panel. That goes great. I go to lay up the second one and boom, it's already starting to kick off. <laughs> I have wasted another, I think that was like 40 pumps, which not a quart, but uh, maybe just over half a quart. And now that's gone. And now I'm thinking to myself, holy smokes, dude, you, you might have just blown your uh, your little bit of wiggle room. I definitely did. Like that was that was my my error, um, my little bit of of uh, <laughs> adjustment in case I screwed up any of the other ones. Uh, so I'm just like, oh, man, I can either go back and try, you know, get some more of this stuff or I can actually just give it a shot and see what I got. And, um, I was just like, let's just, let's just keep doing this. Let's, let's keep laying glass. Let's just lay it down and let's do this. And kept going and going panel by panel. And I'm just trying to make it stretch, you know, make sure there's not any air bubbles, getting to make a, you know, getting a good clean saturation amongst the whole thing and everything. And I finally get just down to the last one and I'm like pumping just barely. These cans are like dry to get this, last little panel and and finally i get it and i'm like you know i have a little extra and i'm going around trying to get all these air bubbles and all the stuff out and make sure all the white is gone and finally all oh, these flies are they love the ankles man oh there's nothing i could do to get rid of them either i got i got fans i got everything on Ugh. so i get essentially all the glass down and it actually looks pretty good um you know it's it's a funny thing when the glass when you're doing all that, it's it's lumps and there's there's all this sort of stuff and there's the the ends past the fiberglass and that stuff. So it, it all looks like you look at it and you're like, holy smokes, like what the heck? But you know, with with fiberglass, like Pete Beal said, you know, it's one of those things where you just lay that stuff down and then you take the grinder and the sander to it and you make it pretty afterwards. Um, so that's sort of the thinking that I have at this point and. Like I said, tomorrow I will be uh, I'll, I'll be sanding it down, prettying it up, trying to fare out of as as much of it as I possibly can, and then um, I'll probably have to I'll probably have to go get more West System, honestly, to uh, get some filler and all that sort of stuff to fill any of the gaps, any of the holes, things like that that didn't that aren't just quite right. Because I, you know, this area I have thought about trying to get some of that that sort of. Uh, um, it's like foam. It's like a sticker. It's for decks, you know, and, and it's a little spongy and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know, man, for my money, I just want to go, uh, match the rest of the boat. I, all I plan to do with this is paint it white, the whole thing white. Um, so that at least that's like the base coat It's protected from UV, all that sort of stuff. So that when I come back to the boat in the future, I'll be able to, tape everything off and then do yellow non-skid all taped off with the white outlines, all that sort of stuff to make it look really, really good. All I'm trying to do is get the foundation down um, so that everything's protected for the winter, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, when I do return, I'll be able to throw down some, some bright yellow and it looks real good and everything looks sharp and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's just one of those things. Oh my God. It's like every little thing, thing kept going wrong and I just kept fumbling these things and these are all like stupid clumsy mistakes <sighs> and I just you know when I do that I get so mad for a hot second and then I'm I'm just like well there's no point in just 
being mad at yourself. You might as well just get on with it. And But, yeah, I, I don't know. Nice part is, though, did have a couple of wins. Uh, the G10, big backing plate that I'm using, I was able to drill holes through that which are all perfect. I mean, I just clamped that onto where it's going to sit on the boomkin struts. And, um, I was able to, with the drill and a Dremel, make these nice little square holes for the carriage bolts. So I think we're looking pretty good there. Um, that'll be nice. Uh, and I, you know, I, unfortunately I varnished and the varnish takes a little time to dry. So I don't want to sit there and grind and, uh, do all that sort of stuff to to the actual G10, but I got a pretty good um, pretty good idea of you know I just need to bevel the edges and stuff, and then sand the whole thing, give it a little bit of paint. I just got to figure out what color paint I want to I want to do it. And I you know to be honest, I was thinking about I, I was like man, I don't even know why I I think I'll paint it when once it's complete, once everything's in and done and installed, and it's fifty two or four thousand into place and it looks good and and everything like that. That's when tape it and paint it so that it's you know good. I still got to grind it and get it all shaped up because I don't want to grind anywhere near uh, the fresh varnish and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's uh, I think it's gonna look really good. I think it's I think it's you know I think it's definitely I'll, I'll probably go with yellow um, in the end because I think that'll that'll kind of match. Might look a little little flash with everything else. Uh, hmm. I'm not 100% sure, but we'll figure that out. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure function-wise it's going to be pretty solid and it's going to cure the problem of these carriage bolts. I, I really don't like the carriage bolt thing. Um, I still need to make a few plates. Essentially, the sequence of events, you know, tomorrow we're going to do everything to get everything prepped up to be able to paint so that on uh, Sunday I can paint we can varnish so that Monday, uh, I think, let's see, I want to look at my calendar because <clears throat> you have to do, you, you do have to kind of plan these things out day by day, especially when you have to leave soon. Um, I got to get out of here probably on the second. Um, so that gives me some time. I got tomorrow. So if tomorrow I prep, get everything ready so that I can paint on the 29th, which is Sunday paint again on Monday, do another coat of varnish on Monday so that on the 31st, on Tuesday, I'll be able to install the boomkin, get the backstays back on, all that sort of stuff so that Wednesday, the 1st, I can go ahead and get Mongo reinstalled. That's a half-day project in and of itself. Um, and then I can do laundry and prep the boat and get it ready clean do all that sort of stuff celebrate yay and then the second um head on out of here and uh start making my way north so that's sort of the game plan uh, if i can finish it if i can if i can sort of speed things up great that's awesome if not um it's no big deal i mean mongo i can chain mongo down to the stands or whatever um if i need to um, but I'm pretty sure that timeline's pretty reasonable. It's uh, oh, flies, man. Flies are everywhere. I don't even know why. It's a, it's like you go outside and there's no flies. It's like they've gotten down below in my boat, and they're just here, and they're here to stay, and they're just so annoying. They're just all on my legs. Like I've gotten to the point 
where I just don't care anymore, I guess. Like, you know, you, you kind of stop batting them around. It's when they get on your, your face and your head and stuff. Man, that's just super annoying. Mm. Ugh. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a, you know, got to forge through sometimes. Got to just, just, just push hard and um, keep going with projects and all that sort of stuff. I mean, like I said, I really want to leave this boat with those projects pretty much complete so that I could just do some prettying up when I get back down here. But I also got to do some more cleaning and stuff like that. I have a feeling, though, I'll be kind of in and out of this boat um, for some of the winter and all that sort of stuff. But we'll we'll have to sort of see. I don't know. It's just I have no idea. I, I still I, I would have thought for sure I had like a game plan for the winter already in my head, but I don't, unfortunately. Um, and I got to come up with one pretty soon. Um because the amount of gigs and things like that uh, that I have kind of running thin. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's sort of like, well, I can coast. I can, I, I'm, I'm sorted, I guess, until, until pretty much uh, the new year. But then after that, it's sort of like, wow, you gotta, you gotta, I got to be doing something at that point. So I don't know. We will have to see. I'm going to ponder that more again tonight, I'm sure try and come up with something but uh, yeah what a nightmare oh geez louise i just can't you know here's the thing is that when i think about it and i'm like man you know what would be really nice is for the boat to be clean and the top sides to be clean and everything um to be pretty much ready to go and if that's the goal then all i have to do is take these steps to get there and that's all I'm going to try and do. And uh, I know what I need to do, so I'm just going to keep trying to plug away and do it every single day until uh, until I have to leave the boat. And hopefully we'll be where I want to be, which is uh, Boomkin back on, Mongo back on, deck painted, and uh, boat clean inside and mold-free. Um, I still got to get some time with that ozone uh, running. So we shall see but that's my update I'm sticking to it um move on i guess anything that i learned let's just move on you know when you screw up you just sort of try and fix what you can but then just move on get get going don't dwell on it you know you, you already feel like a moron there's no reason to be hard on yourself just uh learn from it move on and uh and get past it so anyway that's my update um and the next one will be tomorrow so that's coming up in literally one second Oh man, oh man, I have finally finished. I have ground my last grind. I have sanded, well, I shouldn't say that. I haven't sanded my last sand, uh, but I have uh, finally laid some paint down. Oh, it feels so good. So insanely good. So good, in fact, that I, in reward for my... My fiberglass covered body. I just took a shower. Oh, hold on. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That was good. I'm so glad I bought ice. Can't use the, the old Frigo boat uh, refrigerator while I'm on the hard. Learned that one the hard way, so to speak. Um, but, yeah. Oof. Just took a shower and... I'm a little prickly, a little, little itchy, a little um, scratchy, if you will. I I went to town this morning, like straight away with the grinder, and uh, 
fared out the entire cockpit area. Um, it was a task, uh, much more than in the past because I think, I think two, two reasons. One is that I had to sort of mix and match some of that fiberglass. It wasn't too bad. It did leave a couple of layers, um, or like overlap things, but no, I think it was, uh, not having, uh, being down to like the bare minimum of resin while I was doing it. So I didn't, you know, eh, it wasn't just, it wasn't great, but again, you know, it's not structural. It's just, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not even going to think about it that way. Uh, I painted it though. I, I got it all fared out today, just blowing glass everywhere. And, uh, but knowing, knowing that, you know, by midday or whatever, as soon as it was finished, uh, I was going to be free, free of that. I'd be able to rinse the boat down and, uh, and get that stuff off. I, although I'm looking at, I brought all the tools in, all the cans, everything. It's, it's down below and there's just dust all over it. So I wish I had like a compressor. I could pump up and get some air and just blow it all off. Like I was, uh, being able to do with that restoration up in Michigan, but oh well, you know, here's what it is. Uh, I'll figure it away. Um, but yeah, holy smokes, just covered. And you know, you grind and grind and grind, and then you take out the sander, blew through all the 60 grit or 80 grit, and then I was down to like 160. Um, but you know, it, it fared out pretty, pretty darn well. It's not perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely running out of time. When I looked at the forecast this morning, uh, and I'm so glad I still do that. You know, when you have these projects, one thing you know, you go out to sea. Obviously, you check in the forecast. You live and die by the weather, so to speak. But uh, even on land, when you're, when you're sitting here and you have to do all these projects and things like that, then obviously you have to weather is of grave concern because a couple of rainy days and all of a sudden your projects come to a screeching halt if you're doing paint and bedding and all that sort of stuff. So I've been keeping an eye on it and I basically I've got two more, two more days in the 80s and then boom, it's going to be total reversal rain in the 50s. I think one night it gets down to 37, so that's going to be freezing. Uh, but I've got a, a good amount of laundry to do. It's kind of, it's questionable though. It's got so much fiberglass dust in it. I don't really know. I'm going to keep it separate and I'm going to throw that sleeping bag that has mold on it in one round and see what happens. If it's all just ruined by fiberglass, then I don't know. It might just be my fiberglass gear and then toss the sleeping bag. It was like a, you know, piece of junk that I bought anyway. But, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> brain, my eyes are itch. Everything just itches and scratches. But, uh, yeah, with that forecast, essentially, let me take a gander at the old dates, as I like to do here. So, today is Saturday. I'm uploading this uh, tomorrow, I guess. Um, but, or maybe tonight, I don't know. Um, no, 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 I'm going to upload this one, I think, later, because I want to do a convo show, because I have a couple of those in the bank. Uh, anyway, I digress. So... Saturday, Sunday and Monday are going to be good. So I got those two days and then Tuesday it turns. So Tuesday, Wednesday, it's going to be rainy. It's going to be cold. Those are going to be the interior cleaning days. I'm going to utilize that time as best as possible. And then the second, 
which is Thursday. I'm going to start making my way north so that I can be in Newport Friday night and then uh, do the last show on Saturday before venturing off uh, after that. But yeah, so essentially I've got tomorrow where I can do another coat of paint because this the paint that I'm laying down right now is just like a base coat. There's definitely areas that are going to need to be not ground down, but sanded and fared out better, all that sort of stuff. But I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to do a really, really good job. Plus, the bulwarks, the in, inside where the footlocker is, all that sort of stuff, that all needs to be painted as well. And so I just want to lay down a nice protective coat so that all winter long, when the sun and the snow and the sun are sort of just beating down on it, it's at least protected so that when I do get back to the boat and it's time to actually make those real fine uh, maintenance, you know, do all the really nice paint job stuff, the non-skid, the colors, blah, blah, blah. That's when all that stuff will get done. And I guess I got some pretty good plans for it. Um, I think it's going to look really snappy. Just seeing seeing the cockpit white for the first time instead of that that wood that's you know slowly been degrading over time uh makes a man happy i got you're listening to a happy captain mm. ah, as i chug off another ice cold cold and smooth bush light that's a new that's that's new on the top of these cans um had a great visit the other day, James Hodge. Uh, he's a, a public figure, so I can throw his name out. Um, he came by. He's a fellow West Sale owner. He's also a comedian. Um, you might see his stuff on YouTube and all that sort of stuff, Facebook, whatever. And uh, he swung by because he's bringing his boat. He bought a boat up in the mountains like Tennessee. It's been on a lake up there, and uh, he's bringing his West Sale down here at the end of November. So that'll be kind of neat. I don't know if I'll be popping in or out. But uh, it's always nice to have a fellow West Sailor. It was always pretty funny up there in Maine. You know, I was there for a number of years, only West Sail. And then towards the end, there were three West Sails up there. Now here at TJ's, uh, we've been here for, I don't know, six months, seven months. Now we're going to get, we're going to hop up to two and then uh, we'll go from there. It's always kind of cool, you know. We're a little bit of a cult, all you West Sailors that listen to this program. I thank you all for your continued support and all that sort of stuff. Um, mostly with being able to get all the gallows and everything. George, all you guys, uh, Scott. I got to call Scott. I haven't talked to him in a while. Feel feel kind of like uh, I got to reach out, see what what's going on in his world with uh, the old shaboom. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, Mm. I'm just stoked. I, I can't believe I, I no longer have to like I literally for the last bunch of days I've been waking up and you know, you sort of open your eyes and they're all like scratchy. It's <laughs> like uh, I gotta grind more today or I gotta glass more today. I'm just not a I'm not a big fan of glassing and grinding. Um I know that about myself. I mean, it is kind of cool doing it on a small scale, but on a, on a larger scale where you got a limited budget, that's that's pretty tough. Uh, yikes! Uh, that trip to West Marine was was pretty painful, but you know, it, it was definitely necessary. And I think when uh, when 
Uh, well, already it looks really good, but when I get the non-skid on there and it's all yellow and I get to do a full coat on the entire deck, oh, the deck's going to look so good. The next step will be to paint the cabin trunk, like the top of the, the cabin and everything. That's got that old traditional sort of 1970s uh, light blue and... Uh, try and match that up as best as possible it's got the original non-skid but obviously it's worn through so i'd do proper non-skid additive in that one but having that that baby blue and then the yellow oh my gosh then then just got to do the sides of uh, the bulwarks all the way up take all the stanchions off and you know if i'm going to do that i might as well sand down the cap rail and varnish all that up and then uh <laughs> see how things just add up on the boat you could you could literally paint and do all this and then you go sailing and then it all uh it all gets that patina look again and uh and everything so i don't know it's one of those things you know one one stage at a time but the deck the yellow deck that one's important to me because i know that one always looks super snappy and uh, when it's a fresh yellow coat with new non-skid, it just, I don't know, it's aggressive. I like it. I like it a lot. its It just looks so good. I'm always reminded of that one little clip. I think I only filmed for like a minute, but I'm on the, on the lured side of the boat. We're kind of hauling the mail on like a yeah, close reach, beam reach, uh, three sails, three sheets, downwind so definitely uh juicing it and there's a nice following sea and you just get the sound of it and sparrows really haul and we're healed over and everything i love that little clip it's pretty cool mm. but uh yeah um i kind of digress there but uh yeah it was it was pretty neat to talk to uh james and everything and uh have a little convo he's definitely you know He's uh, a little, he's far more experienced when it comes to, I mean, getting gigs and doing all that sort of stuff. So it was, it was pretty insightful. I feel like I may have been a little like down and negative, but I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where I, when you're, when you're just covered in glass, you're doing these, these terrible projects, like life all around you seems pretty miserable and you got to sort of fight right through that and stuff. But I don't know. He was talking about YouTube and all that sort of stuff. And I still like, dude, I, I want it. You know, I thought like, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll jump back in with a, uh, a video of me ripping all this deck apart and taking Mongo off and stuff. Dude, I could not be bothered to do that. It just, I, yeah, I, I, I remember reading a couple of the comments on the last like uh um construction video i guess or boat maintenance video that i tried to make oh my god they were like this is the most boring thing i've ever seen i was just like i agree i agree but i was just trying it you know sorry so i don't know i just couldn't do it i it's it's and it's just it's too frustrating to, to try and set up cameras and all that sort of stuff plus i got one one gopro's broken the other one uh, you know it is what it is. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to sort of see uh, what the future of the YouTube stuff is. I, you know, I would always think that when I go out to sea, I, I always will video stuff because I like 
I like doing that when I'm out there and I got lots of time. Uh, I got nothing really else to do. So it's pretty easy to set up a camera. And I think that stuff is interesting. But like me trying to re-glass this deck and everything as a complete amateur when it comes to this stuff, I don't, I don't need the headache of, you know, throwing that up on, on there and, and having to see just, you know, 20 comments about how I'm doing it wrong. I just don't, you know, I'm not looking for advice. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to share sort of my experience. So, and you know, it's one of those things where I, I don't mind sharing the stuff that I'm doing out at sea because I have a, a fair amount of experience when it comes to that sort of stuff. And I may do things a little bit differently, but, uh, I don't really, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not saying this is an instructional video. I'm just like, well, this is how I did it and I made it around the world sort of thing. Um, I don't really look at the comments anyway, but yeah, so I don't know. There's my little rant on that, but yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to talk uh, a little bit more with, with, uh, with James. Cause yeah, I ideally, yeah, I would like to, as soon as I get back to actually sailing the boat and stuff, I like filming, I like doing that sort of stuff and I like uploading it to YouTube, but you know, I gotta, I gotta have new sales. Um, that's going to cost a friggin' fortune. And literally the minute I get new sales on this, the next thing I'm going to be saying is I need to repower this boat because that old Perkins is on its last leg. It has been, I've been milking that, that engine for so long and I know it's a Perkins, so it will keep going, uh, fingers crossed, but man, it would be so nice after being on some of the other West sales that I've been on and seeing those other engines, just everything is just it's tight and it's quiet and it isn't uh, just, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Although I will say uh, for as, as touchy as this, and I think it's one of those things where, you know, when I think about possibly handing the boat over to somebody else and stuff like that, I, I wouldn't even begin to let them know how all, how finicky this engine is as far as all these different little things. I mean, I suppose if we were in, if we were in the Caribbean, no problem. It's warm. It's when it's cold, the things get really iffy. But knowing that you have to keep an eye on that oil level to make sure for whatever reason it's not taking oil on it anymore and, and oil in the, or fuel in the oil, all that sort of stuff. It hasn't done it for like over a year, two years now, but still it's like, geez, I don't even have to worry about that. You <laughs> shouldn't have to, so... I don't know. I don't know. It's an endless, endless thing, but it's a labor of love. I, I often think it's so funny because, you know, I, I essentially I bought this boat and it was sitting in the guy's backyard. And I dream, I dream of a time where I can do that with Sparrow, where I have like a house and I have land and I can put Sparrow on a truck and bring it out to my place and just go and work on it. Although I do kind of, as, as nice as that does sort of sound, because it'd be like obviously a short commute. I think if I was really going to restore Sparrow, like bring it up to like showroom sort of thing, you know, gut everything down below all the wood, revarnish all huge, huge projects. Dude, I want to be in a boat yard. I want the camaraderie. I want the, uh, I want the uh, action, uh, you know, of all that sort of stuff. As long as I could, you know, set up a little freaking varnish tent or something like that outside of the boat, or you gut it so much down below that the actual interior of the boat can become the varnish den uh, for doing all the trim pieces and stuff. Man, I got flies all over me. I don't know if the the 
hotel soap that I use tonight isn't it attractive to these little things, but there's like eight of them in here, and they six of them around my legs, and I'm looking at the other ones flying around. Man, evil little things. I don't know how they they they've stayed in here. Like, well, I guess I, it's, it has been all closed up all day today. So hmm. who knows? Who knows? But yeah, anyway, so that's that's sort of just my update. I don't have a, a whole heap heap of other stuff to uh to chat about i mean except i do want to mention that uh that sailor that uh we've had just a little bit of uh interaction and i'll put a link to her her stuff but it's cole brower cole brower sorry if i'm totally miss uh stating that i just we sort of linked up on instagram the other day but she's headed out um, on the uh, the ocean race. I don't know. I, I guess that's what it's called. Um, but she's yeah, she's. Uh, I'll have to. I, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna do a little bit of uh, investigating so that I don't sound like a complete moron. Um, but I can definitely put the tracker link in there so that people can see but like if 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 she is able to complete the course um she will essentially be the the first american woman to solo sail nonstop around the world if she's able to win the race she'd be epic absolutely epic um um because wait yeah that that the girl that did the solo nonstop in the golden globe she she was South African. She just did a lot of her training and stuff in Maine, I guess. So, yeah, still still room for that one. But anyway, she seems super nice. We sort of texted back and forth. Her name's Cole. Um, her Instagram is Cole Brewer Brower Ocean Racing. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. I've, I've been trying to share as much of it as possible, try and grow her account and everything. Not that I have a huge amount of clout or anything like that, but I definitely have quite a few uh, followers on there. So I'll definitely be watching and rooting for her. She definitely, uh, that would be epic to not only have an American, but uh, to have somebody who goes into the record books, you know, all that sort of stuff. Pretty, pretty darn cool. And she seems to have a really, really great attitude. So, um, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, that's about it. So I don't know. I'll probably have one more update on this one, maybe tomorrow, uh, tomorrow or the next day. I got to winterize the engine. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's pretty much tomorrow, get another coat of paint, another coat of varnish on everything. And, uh, possibly two, depending on, it's going to be hot. So I could probably, if I start really early, Problem is that it gets all dewy, so it's not dry until almost 10 o'clock, but then it's super hot. It's going to be like 84, um, but if I could do a coat of paint, coat of varnish, I'm not going to be able to do two coats of varnish because the stuff I'm using definitely does not dry that fast, but I'm hoping that's a good thing, um, but yeah, then it's, it's plotting and planning stages for reassembly, which will be pretty awesome. Um, I'm super stoked about that. Uh, I hopefully be able to at least start with, you know, uh, things like the cleats and the, the fill caps for the fuel tanks and things like that, that I 
ripped out of the deck to be able to grind and everything. So I can at least throw those back in, bed those properly, but then it's trying to come up with a game plan for the Boomkin and uh, and all that before Mongo can go back on there. I'm hoping I won't have to do Mongo and everything in the rain, but, you know, if I have to, I have to. Uh, or, yeah, but like I said the other day, it might just be one of those things where Mongo – Mongo maybe just gets hoisted up on deck and left on deck, and uh, we don't have him hanging off the back for the winter. We'll see. But, yeah, so other than that, hope everybody has a great Halloween, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Greetings from North Carolina. Until next time, here we go. All right, and we are back. Whoa, what a... Wow, what what uh, what happened? <laughs> Holy smokes! Uh, so uh, today was a huge day. It was construction day and uh, bedding day, and everything worked. Oh, spoiler alert! It it worked, <laughs> but I'm gonna take you through what happened. It was not easy. Uh, today was definitely a 12-hour start early. And uh, I just finished. I have not showered because I want to just, I just want to sit uh, for a hot second. I've I've cleaned up, sort of, uh, but essentially, yeah. The uh, wow, what a day! What a day! I knew today was going to be uh, a pain, and I knew it was going to be difficult, and there were going to be issues. But I, um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where. When you've got, I I love putting things back together, but when you do modifications, there is always a little bit of uh, worry in the back of my mind, thinking like, one, did I lose anything? Uh, Am I going to put this thing back together correctly? You know, all those sort of questions start cropping up. And the modifications that I made, I don't know if they would actually work or not. And uh, thank goodness. Things came together pretty well. And, you know, I guess in, in some respects it, it's kind of, well, anyway, uh, before I get into that, it's uh, just cheers. Uh, Sparrow's mast is now held up by backstays again. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. It's just uh, essentially to get rid of the rot that was in the boomkin struts, you know, I had to put the G10 plate in there and, you know, I got to bed all this stuff with 52, make sure it's just super bulletproof. But started the day off this morning. It was, it's this, this is the last day. It's going to be like really hot down here. Um, so essentially I woke up wanting to bed the two portholes, uh, or, you know, they're not portholes. Well, yeah, they're tiny little portholes that you can screw um, door raids into. And then the, the two fuel caps, I wanted to bed those. And then the big project, I wanted to get the boomkin on. And I was going to settle for just that. Uh, if possible, get Mongo on as well. And then I had to because I knew I haven't fired this engine up in like six months. So that last time I, I ran the engine was May. So May, June, July, August, September, October. Yeah, six months. And um, because Sparrow's going to be living on the land, I think, um, I have to winterize it. Because even though I'm in North Carolina, it's still like 
two nights from now, it's going to get down to 37. So definitely got to winterize the sucker because I'm going to be gone doing some other sailing, doing some other stuff. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But essentially, yeah, I wanted to get Mongo on, and then I wanted I had to run the engine so I could winterize it, you know, dump all the, uh, the antifreeze into the cooling system and all that sort of stuff. And so – uh yeah it was it was just like get up and let's let's do this and i this was one of the days where i i definitely made two cups of coffee for sure two big like tall yeti cups Mm. just to keep powering through and just drink a ton of water i didn't i didn't eat breakfast i didn't eat lunch i just had a light snack for dinner um Ah, just, yeah, trying to, uh, I gotta, the food, the food that I've been eating on this road trip is just atrocious. It's so bad. I gotta stop. I gotta, I, I bought some, uh, apple cider vinegar, do some little detox, a little cleanse for the whole body and stuff. I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but basically you take some warm water and mix in about a shot or a half a shot of, uh, apple cider vinegar and it tastes terrible it tastes like bile but you just chug it down and you do it once a day um and i'll do it for like a week straight and then you know i won't touch stuff for a while but i don't know i a lot of a lot of people say there's a lot of great benefits to it i don't know i'm not a doctor uh the people that i heard that from they're not doctors either i don't think um (laughs) they're on like youtube but whatever that being said i've done it before and it does kind of feel uh pretty good anyway uh, yeah, just hydrating. Holy cow, trying to hydrate. So, uh, gotta gotta get back into the last step. Is really I gotta get back into some some exercise routines. But man, my back just killing me. It's killing me. I can't stand up straight again, and uh, it's getting it's getting worse. I feel bad. Like this this upcoming, uh, I'm just gonna take a ton of ibuprofen before this last talk. Hopefully, once I get off the boat and I get into a normal bed. Uh, that will help quite a bit and I won't be bent over a grinder all day. Um, that probably will help as well. So I'm hoping it'll ease back into place, but I have a feeling, uh, I'm going to book a, a visit to the old chiropractor for as soon as humanly possible. Once I get back to Michigan, um, the nice part is driving with the lumbar support actually seems to help quite a bit. Um, so I haven't had any adverse reactions to that, which is pretty good, but Regardless, it's uh, it's time to get get back into it, man. Just feel like for years, for for like two two decades, well, not two decades, a decade and a half. I was like an exercise not freak, but I just used to do it all the time. Especially at bitter end, I was never in better shape than when I was at bitter end. And uh, I don't know, some somewhere along the line, I started fluctuating because of my voyages. I would try and gain as much weight before I went on them just in case. And then when I got back from them, no matter how skinny I was or whatever happened, um, I would just dive into whatever food I wanted to, mainly like pizzas and stuff like that and lots of beers. And uh, and then I would snap out of it after a couple of weeks or a month. And then I'd get right back into running and all that sort of stuff. The only difference with this last trip is that because I hurt my back, I haven't been able to do any of that stuff. And then when I finally did get a little bit better, I, I just was, I don't know, I've just been like waiting for that f- switch to flip in my brain. But I don't think, I don't think it's just going to flip. I think I'm going to have to flip it. <laughs> so the plan is get this back all, once the back is good to go. And I think I can do push-ups right now. So 
may uh, I, I attempted to do a few of them the other day, but I don't know, man. I I know I'm getting old and stuff, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to go down that slippery slope. I'm not that old yet. Hmm. But anyway, off into the weeds we go. Um, so got up, started betting the stuff. Immediately started having to customize things because you know I I removed a quarter inch thick chunk of deck or a half inch thick. I guess it's a half inch. Yeah, it's probably a half inch. Um, and so, you know, nothing ever, nothing fits quite right. And uh, all the stuff that was bedded right through that wood, essentially that wood's not there. So the spaces are off. So I'm having to grind and, and you know, make the holes bigger and, and change stuff up and sort of think of my feet so slow. But you know, I busted through the first couple of things, got those bedded, and then just took one look at the the boomkin and everything. And it's quite a process on this boat to do that. I'm not going to lie, because uh, it wouldn't be so bad except for the stainless steel reinforcing that that I had made by Buddy Bill up there in Maine, and uh, that makes it a little tricky because you know you, you basically insert these struts into that stainless steel frame. And then you've got to bolt all that together. But then to add that at what I added with with the G10 plate, and that's so crazy. This is going to be like the strongest boom kit. And, you know, a lot of people these days on their West Sales switch this out with a stainless steel uh, boom kit that, that mounts directly to the outside of the hull and stuff. And I don't know. I think, I think if I had that... Uh, if I had that option, if I had the cash to do that, eh, it might be something. Might be something worth doing. But I have a feeling that you probably are going to have to switch out the backstays and all that sort of stuff, and the whisker stays, the ones that hold it down. Um, just because I would imagine that it's not going to be at that same point and everything. But who knows? Maybe it's something a couple of toggles can fix. Um, <clears throat> Lord knows, Sparrow loves a toggle. Uh, when I first stepped this mast, I remember we could only get three stays to fit <laughs> everything else. There was one stay that I think it had four toggles on it or something. And, you know, I mean, when I talked to Larique and stuff, he's like, oh, toggles, super strong. I mean, it's not, that's not going to be your weak point. So you can, you could add as many of them as you want. <laughs> it's just heavy. Um, Oh, yeah, we love toggles. So we always have, I have a lot of spares because when I redid a lot of the rigging after the big trip, then obviously I had them measured out pretty pretty well. But then when I redid the mast step um, on the deck, I added probably a half inch in height to the mast and everything. So everything was a little, little different. Oh, I love modification. I'll be surprised if I can get five grand for this boat when I'm done with it. <laughs> Poor old Sparrow. Oh, I think Sparrow just, you know, all, what we really need is um, we need a good long couple of months in the yard. Just, just Sparrow and I just doing our thing, you know, ripping all the wood out, redoing all that sort of stuff, making her look nice. Um, but it's such a, an expansive, and it would just have to be one of those things where I would not be able to stay on the boat. I would have to find housing somewhere else so that I could literally gut this baby like I want to, um, get everything like 
truckload everything that's not bolted down out of this boat. <clears throat> but anyway, oh, um, gosh, I am tired uh, and sunburnt. Man, holy smokes, that sun is blistering. Tomorrow's finally, tonight it's going to get down into the 60s, and then tomorrow morning it gets down to the 50s, and then... I think tomorrow night it gets down in the 40s, and oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait to have to turn the heater on. It's going to be awesome. Mm. Oh, but, yeah, so we get all that and get the G10 in there. And, you know, you gotta you got to drill these holes. Like, there's already set holes. Like, obviously, everything came out of there, and everything was, was fit pretty well. But it's one of those where you're sort of like, okay, now we got to drill these other holes. I got to bend this, got to get that. And, you know, you're just sort of guessing. You're like, man, I hope this works. And using vices and all sorts of stuff, line it all up. Just like fingers crossed. Ugh. And it all it all lined up, bedded proper, cleaned it all up with mineral spirits. Uh, so everything's looking pretty swaggoo. Um, the wood, I think there's only one gouge in the fresh varnish that uh, that I saw. And that was, I don't know, I don't even know what I hit. I hit something with it when I was carrying it or whatever. But essentially did all this amidships and then brought the, uh, the, whole, the whole thing back aft and just placed it over the rudder. And because all the carriage, the three carriage bolts are already in it and stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, hooked up the backstays to it to give it that, that little, uh, so that'll hold it. And then essentially... The little blocks and the spacers and all that, you know, 5,200, get them all where I want them, where I need them, um, put them on there. And then I just like pick the whole thing up, slide it forward over the holes and little wiggle, little wiggle and boom, it drops in. And I was just like, oh, yes, victory. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and it went on without too much of a mess. You know, 52 is obviously squirting out of every surface all over the place, but, uh, you know, a roll of paper towels later and half a bottle of mineral spirits and it's all, it's all pretty much cleared up and it, it actually looks kind of cool. I mean, everything's filthy out there right now. Um, it just got too late. I didn't want to actually do a wash down or anything like that. Plus it's going to rain tomorrow, but it actually looks really snappy. Um, the white cockpit, which, I, I is definitely going to change. I mean, it's either going to go yellow or I'm going to get some of those foam, uh, sort of foam grip padding things. Um, but the white, uh, of the G 10, that is sort of the end caps. It almost looks, you know, all those old timey ships, uh, you'd have, you'd have a wood mast or a wood spar. And then the last little chunk of it would be painted white, you know, for the bird, bird poop or whatever. Um, essentially that's kind of what it looks like it's like this varnished wood and then the end the tips are white and i don't know it just looks bomber and it all i mean not trying to pat myself on the back I, although I, I totally am uh definitely looks bomber and it's gonna i mean i could crank down on that as tight as i possibly want um you know i don't need to because again it's you know those three carriage bolts they're just pinching the deck and um so that you know, it can handle that that motion of the compression post. Um, so it's just friction, essentially. So you don't really, I mean, you can crank down on it super hard if you want, but it's, it's only going to squeeze the deck and squeeze the wood and all that sort of stuff. So 
no real need for that. But I think the only the only way to make the whole thing stronger would be to replace the wood with G10. And I couldn't even imagine a two inch thick. Like if you took if you if you took four four of these uh, of the half inch and just ninety six inches long and just sandwiched them together, <laughs> that would be uh, be incredible. Um, I like the look of the wood though. But so anyway, get that on. It's bolted in. I'm admiring. Back stays tight. Whisker stays tight. Can take off some of the uh, some of the running back stays and things like that, um, or the check stays. I still don't know what to call those. Uh, but anyway, and got to pop the halyard off and everything. Because then the next step was let's let's do Mongo. Because I finished that prior on two two or two thirty ish somewhere around there. And Mongo is the next one. I knew Mongo was going to be a pain because I haven't done, I haven't rebedded Mongo in a long time. And I, I've never had like a really good system for this. Um, I keep the arms on it. Uh, I, I think I've done that before where I tried to, I tried to put the arms on with these these crazy mounts that are like two clamps with through bolts that go through the boomkin and all that sort of stuff. And I've I've tried to do that and then tried to slide Mongo on that and that didn't work. Um so I opted for just tie halyard to it and hoist it up all in one piece, two arms and the unit. And uh a buddy of mine helped me um just sort of balance it a little bit as I was guiding it up. Um, but essentially, yeah, just cranked it right up and bang, goes pretty much into place. But then, you know, you got all these, these clamps and bolts and there's 5,200 everywhere. And you're just trying desperately to get things to like line up a little bit here, a little bit there and not crunch the wood too hard and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that, that was a struggle and you're, you're precariously sort of, you're you're on the edge you know you're you're sitting in between the rudder and and the boomkin and all this sort of stuff and you're trying to like you're dangling your legs and bent over and all sort of ugh, such a freaking pain but it's solid and it's bedded and the wood's not going to get water intrusion now knock on wood and you know now i know mongo's super tight again uh, i mean i kind of knew that before but i was also watching that the wood on that boom can blacken uh to a crazy degree i knew there was rot going on and and that will not stand that will not stand a board sparrow i need mongo i need that boomkin. i need the mass to stay up so i feel good i feel I, i'm very happy that it's all bedded and uh done properly and stuff and Ah, yeah, it just uh, feels good. feels real good. So Mongo's on there. Nice. Actually, a little bit better than before. I was able to take care of some of the picadillos. Um, The whisker stays would just touch, and I'd shoved wood in between because that's stainless on aluminum, and uh, obviously you don't want that. I went ahead and ground down the aluminum a little bit, so there's actually no contact. I think I'm still probably going to put something in between, but uh, I don't know. Maybe not. We'll have to sort of see. Um, And then I ground down the ends of the arms that we're digging into uh, just below the cap rail, Uh, still into the wood, um, but 
it was just one of those things. Mongo found like his perfect little spot to sit, and it was just you know butted right up against that wood, and so it eventually just sort of ground it down. So I took that little corner away, and now it's sort of sitting just flush, about a quarter inch off, and looks looks pretty decent. So pretty happy with that. Um, and then yeah, pretty much. As soon as that finished, I ran out real quick, grabbed a little Sando and uh, uh, some celebratory beers, um, and then you know zoomed right back because I had to fire up the engine. And like I said, I haven't fired up this engine forever, um, so it was questionable. <laughs> but uh, you know, batteries are charged up and all stuff, and it was warm out. It didn't take, but I don't know, ten seconds twice so i did 10 seconds it didn't fire up and then the second time and it's it kind of was like slow it was like oh geez um but on the second i you know i think it just takes a minute for everything to sort of lube back up a little bit but um yeah once you fired up she fired up great she sounded good and just chug a chug a lug put about a gallon or so into the uh raw water intake and uh the sea strainer and then you know i was able to run up there and see just a bunch of pink coming out the stern so she is good to go i think i'm just gonna drain the water tanks that are on board um i'll probably throw a little bit of that into the head um there really isn't anything else to winterize on this boat because uh unlike you know your drain at home and your sink and stuff it's just a tube that goes straight down um so I think we should be pretty much a-okay there. Um, I'm going to consult a, well, maybe a YouTube video or something. We'll have to sort of see. Um, I think that was the only, the only thing that I didn't really get to do during this whole process um, just because I really did not want to go through the pains and the frustration and the annoyance of trying to film all this sort of stuff. Uh, it really, you know, you finish a project like this and it is kind of like, oh, holy cow, thank goodness. But at the same time, it's just one of those things, oh man, it's such a pain to try and film all that sort of stuff. But I think, you know, I'll probably go around the boat and just, you know, do some quick little, eh, who knows? I just want to film when I'm out sailing. Stamp it. There we go. Done. Done deal. But, uh, yeah, so... At this point, uh, pretty much, uh, just going to do tomorrow. It's going to be cold. I'm going to go around, uh, check the rigging, kind of ease things off a little here and there, just you know, fine-tune it a little bit. It's supposed to rain tomorrow evening, so I think I'm going to bring the sail bags down below, clear everything off the deck. Uh, I've got about, let's see, I think I'm going to take off on Thursday, I believe. Let's take look at the old snappy little calendar out here. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, probably gonna head north. <sighs> Thursday, I got to email Matt Rutherford and see if he is game for a podcast on the second. Because uh, I think that's pretty much that's that's game end. I think that's the day he's pulling back in. So maybe. If I can get up there on the second, and then if not, do one that evening, do one the next day, 
If he can't do that, I'm going to see if Phil's around. I don't know if he's on his boat because I think that would be an awesome podcast. Meet up with uh, Captain Phil off a of sailing vessel, Ness. You might remember uh, him. Awesome solo sailor. True true grit. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, uh, going going north. Further, further north than that, up to Cape Cod. I'll probably go to Newport, see about doing another podcast up there with another friend, and then shoot out to the Cape. And then, you know, honestly, whether or not I make it up to Maine is just going to depend on my back. If, if I'm just still in, in just too much pain, I got to get back to Michigan and get it, get it sorted back out. Like I did this summer. Um, if it's not too bad, then I'll head up there and cause I really want to see Murph. I want to see everybody up there. Uh, but at the same time, I, uh, I don't know. If I can't, if I, if I'm in just utter pain, then it's just not going to be worth it. Plus, I don't know. I, I've gotten a couple offers. It's looking like might be doing some coastal cruising sort of consult, uh, instruction essentially. Um, people are possibly going to have me come on their boat. We'll do some coastal cruising, maybe a hop or two, uh, out to the Bahamas and then, uh, and then bring them back in. And, you know, essentially I'm being brought in kind of like, you know, I just a consultant, essentially just uh, a little confidence builder and all that sort of stuff. I, I love the idea of being hired on to come out and just be there on the boat just just for the sake of having somebody with some experience on there and, you know, allowing the owner and uh, whoever's there to, you know, play the role of captain, be the captain, do, do stuff. You know, I, I think that's a really, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I think it's better than me kind of coming in like, all right, I'm the captain. Here's what we're going to do. Just watch what I do sort of thing. I, you know, I, I, I think there's definitely a time and place for that sort of stuff. But, uh, I think with this exact one, it's more like, Hey, no, you know, here, let's, uh, this is, this is what I would do. I just bring my sort of experience to it. And, um, but, and I think I think if anything, you know, if the having somebody like me come on board would be really good. Um, you know, if the weather turns and it gets really ugly or whatever, then you know, I can't imagine anybody getting too worried. And I'm not gonna show if I'm worried. Uh, you know, I got enough sense not to uh, be like, oh my gosh, I've never seen it like this. <laughs> Could you imagine doing that? Uh, but yeah, then I don't know. I just out of the blue got another another hit up um, for helping some other friends uh, take a boat down, and these are these are paying things, obviously. Um, you know, as awesome as people are, I'd as much as I'd love to be able to just hop on hop on a boat for for you know something. It's uh, it is like it's it's got to be a job and stuff. But um, taking a boat down down the East Coast, um, which is awesome, and that's a nice boat. That I've I have never sailed on, but I know the boat. It was out in the water, uh, out of the water up in Rockland uh, a few years ago. So really good people, and uh, yeah, kind of awesome. I mean, who knows? This might be one of those winters where I'm, you know, I'm available and easy to hop on to deliveries, going down to the BVI, going out to Bermuda, whatever. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Then I'd at least get my sailing in. I could make some money, um, and. Uh, and then who knows? I, I don't know. If I was able to line up a few more, then it might be one of those things where I put Sparrow in the water. But uh, 
that'd just be so that I'm on the East Coast instead of up in up in Michigan. But you know, with the flights that aren't that expensive, getting from hub to hub because we got Detroit right there. So I don't know. That's uh, that's me sending out uh, the vibes to the world. If uh, anybody's looking for an ex- a very experienced uh, crew member, um, I don't I don't have. I don't have a commercial captain's license at this point. Uh, I have my 200-ton uh, Yachtmaster offshore, but that's not a commercial one. All the rest of them have long expired, and I've never had a U.S. Coast Guard license. So, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I suppose that handicaps me in some ways. But to tell you the truth, I, I don't really have a whole lot of desire to be a delivery boat captain. Uh, I would much rather hop on a boat. And, and it's so funny because in the past, the goal was always to be on a delivery without the owners on board. Um, but now when I think about it, I'm kind of like, I think that would actually be kind of preferable, especially when it's a situation where the owner is looking to gain more offshore experience. Because I figure, you know, that's definitely a niche that, uh, you know, guys like myself, Matt Rutherford, um, uh, Randall Reeves, all these guys, you know, when we, when you sail some of the trips that we do, it's like, Hey, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's pretty cool to have, it'd be like, you know, it'd be for me going on, you know, it's, if I had a boat or whatever and wanted to cross an ocean, never did it before. And I got Robin Knox Johnson to come, <laughs> not that I'm comparing myself to him, but you know, I would be pretty excited if I were the owner of a boat and was able to get somebody like that. I'd be like, Holy smokes, this is going to be awesome. Uh, and then it turns out he's a total jerk. <laughs> See, that's the other thing. Coming from a customer service background, like I have, uh, you know, you know, it's not just uh, you're not just getting the experience. You're getting the you're getting the full, full, uh, full Monty out there. Like you're getting you're getting the service with a smile. Hey, man, oh, just made some breakfast burritos. Who wants one? You know. That sort of stuff. I, I always have prided myself on on deliveries as being the guy who, um, you know, you go wake up the next person who's on watch next. Sort of like, hey, you want coffee? You want tea? Whatever. And I'll I'll go and make it. And that way, you know, they hop up there and, and then, you know, we can go and, and chat, have, have some tea or whatever. And um, not just dash off and be like, all right, I'm out, man. There's... There's two fishing boats, a container ship, and uh, it looks like a squall coming in. Later, <laughs> I've been on boats with dudes like that, and uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting uh, when they do that. And I, you know, I've always been one. I don't, I don't ever set an alarm because uh, I know that's that's pretty. Uh, that's a big faux pas on the old delivery. There's nothing worse than an alarm that's waking everybody up, um, except for the person who set it. Uh, but uh, I, for some reason, have always, always, always been able to wake up, um, almost always, not, I shouldn't say all the time, there's times where I'm really tired, but almost always wake up, at least in the night portions, uh, a lot earlier, and I like to come up about half an hour early uh, for my watch, so that I can just have a little time to acclimatize, make sure I get what's going on, see the skinny, ask any questions, and then, you know, if the person's really tired, get out of here. It's always kind of nice, you know, you get out of here like 15 minutes early when it's been a long, cold, wet, you know, or boring night watch. Oh, you get 15 extra minutes, dude. You're literally like, 
Like a puppy. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, I have got to go and uh, take a shower. And then it is not long before I go to bed. I'm going to try and talk to some people tonight. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. So this one will probably go out next week. So it'll be the first podcast for November. October's been awesome. Uh, it feels like we're finally right back in the swing of things um, as far as getting the show out and getting all the sit downs and and i i'm definitely liking the schedule uh as far as doing a solo one midweek and then a conversation in the weekends and if i can get it out on tuesday night or wednesday morning and get it out saturday night or sunday morning that's that's what i'm that's what i'm going for that's the game plan i don't know if i if i end up up in michigan for a good while then I may have to switch to a one a weaker um, just because, but um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. I'm going to, I'm going to try and stick with the two at least until we get to episode 250. Cause I think uh, by that point, well, I don't know what'll happen then, but if it's 250, so that's 25 weeks. So no, no, no. Episode 300. So that's a whole nother year. Once I get to 300, then we're going to see where the podcast is, what we're doing, if we're still alive, <laughs> and and go from there. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. We're, we're striding right into the 200s, and I'm definitely enjoying it. So thank you all so much for the support. This will be the end of this one, I think, is this three parts. If I, my head has been so full of fiberglass and chemicals, it's, uh, you know, it's a little hard to think correctly so i gotta like clean all that out of my brain before i go up and do another presentation so thanks for the support thanks for listening and until next time